This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. I'm Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me today from the Mental Health Association of the Southern Tier is the Director of Crisis Services, Angela Lynch. It sounds so scary, but it's really a good job that you've got, Angela. You're helping a whole lot of people in your position with MHAST. Absolutely. It's actually a fantastic job, and um, me and my team are happy to do it. Well, you were telling me before we started our, I'm doing air quotes here, it shows up really well on radio, Um, taping. (laughs) There's some terms we can't get away from, right? Taping. It's like, when was the last time tape was involved in this? Um, But we were were talking ahead of of the, um, the recording of this program was that you've got about three different things that are falling underneath your wings that you deal with. Uh, let's Before we get into the crisis intervention part of it, which I find very interesting, but I don't want to spend too, too much time on it, um, I want to get into the things that are really the, the, um, the marrow of what the community needs to know. And one of the things that we heard a lot of in the beginning part of this roller coaster ride we've been on for the past almost two years um, i've talked to people over at mhast about the warm line if people are not familiar with what that is what is the warm line well the warm line is a pretty awesome program that offers 24 7 phone support provided by peer specialists um, so if someone needs someone to talk to just needs a empathetic ear this is the line for you. Um, it's, like I said, 24-7. You have certified uh, peer specialists manning that. Um, call it. It is um, a great resource for Broome County. We actually have callers from all over the state and even some other um, states throughout the U.S. using our service. Really? Well, when, yeah. you, when you mentioned that it was peer services that is something that resonates i think with people that that might be hesitant to reach out and talk to someone they if they think that there's somebody that's some sort of a you know lab coat on the other end of the line it might be they feel that they're going to be judged or diagnosed or things right. like that but Talk to me about the peers, how they get involved, and and who they are, and and what this whole thing is with them, because that seems to be the crux of this. Yeah, it absolutely is. So these folks all have lived life experience. They can identify with their callers or the folks that they are working with at one of our other programs. Um, So they go through the New York State Certified Peer Recovery Specialist trainings, um, so they can provide person-centered support focused on recovery and wellness. Um, They've got this awesome uh, training that they have. Um, They really know how to focus on supporting the individual, not from that clinical perspective, so you don't have that white coat syndrome, but um, really from that lived life experience. You know, I've been there. I know what you're going through. We can get through this together. What kind of issues are we talking about? Are we talking people that can't break away from substance dependency? Are we talking about people that just need emotional support, somebody that's going through just a rough patch right now? What are we talking about of people that would utilize this service? All of the above. Um, A lot of substance use disorder. Um, It could just be any kind of 
emotional distress um, or behavioral health crisis. Um, basically, they are equipped to handle and support folks with any kind of um, crisis that they're dealing with. Any recovery-focused goals that they have, they can support them through that journey. It seems like there would have been a whole bunch of people, and probably still are, but especially when everyone was in lockdown, that it you know, the beginning, there was a novelty to it, but it, as it wore on, it was like, you are really getting on my nerves. I'm not sure how much longer I can cope with this. This seems like this was a service that people really could and still can heavily rely on. Absolutely. Um, and we worked all through COVID. Um, the staff at MHAST are fantastic. Um, they they thought through. They came in. We have... Um, our, our house crisis respite is 24-7, 365 days a year. Um, so it, COVID has been difficult um, on everybody, but especially the most vulnerable populations in our community. And those are the ones that we really want to reach out to and touch um, and support through this process. So what is this crisis respite? Is this someplace that people go? Yes. Okay. It absolutely is. So... Um, it is a short-term residential program. It's designed for people who are 18 years or older that are experiencing some sort of behavioral health crisis or emotional distress. Um, it's, it's voluntary. It's self-directed. Um, it's not clinical in the sense that you're being bombarded with you know, questions you typically would be from a provider or being expected to follow this um, narrative that you would usually have if you go into another type of facility um, for recovery or inpatient. This is really person-centered. Um, you identify objectives that you want to work on, and the peer support specialist help you on that journey. Um, it is just a fantastic service, um, and it's so unique to this area. It sounds really different. It sounds like just a safe place to go to get your head together if uh, at one point and and probably some other services beyond that as well. It is. And it's also payer blind. So anyone's welcome there. Um, Anyone that's, like I said, 18 years or older. Um, It has a simple pre-registration process that you go through. Um, The individual themselves would call, go through a set of questions. Um, it is, you know, guests refer themselves. Um, they can come and go as they as they choose. A lot of folks have jobs, um, go to school. Um, life continues as normal, but you still can come and go and have that safe space where you can work on yourself and your wellness in a supported environment. Something like this I hadn't been heard of before. Have, have times changed so much? I, I'm thinking to the Olympics, actually, of of how the conversation seems to have changed when it comes to mental health, mental challenges, emotional challenges, and as you put it, working on yourself. It seems that that has has. I mean, it's still stigmatized, but it seems like there's maybe a little bit of a shift in the mood these days. I think there absolutely is. There's a huge focus on crisis and crisis prevention these days. Um, and I, I really appreciate the proactive approach that our house crisis respite takes. 
people identify when they're getting to that point where their risk factors are starting to outnumber their protective factors, and then they can seek respite at our house respite um, and get that support so they can take the steps toward reaching their goals. I'm going to shift over to this crisis intervention thing, but before I do, I want to make sure we get the warm line phone number out there and information on how to get a hold of this respite services if that's something that people um, need to take advantage of. Yes. So the warm line um, and our house crisis respite are housed in the same building, um, so the number is the same. The contact number is 607-240-7291. All right, that's good to know. We're going to also put this um, on our website, and so that people can, uh, if they miss that, that they'll be able to um, to, to look and find that on our website. Um, now, okay. this the crisis intervention services, uh, I know this was a big thing that was bandered around last year when the directives were coming down from New York State about police, uh, reworking of, the, of policing. And it, even prior to that, though, there have been a number of instances in the Binghamton area where there have been people that have had interaction with law enforcement that have certain challenges, mental health challenges, and a lot of uproar I mean, I'm thinking back decades about some incidences where there were some uh, not-so-good outcomes of interaction of police with people that had mental health challenges or were in a crisis situation. What is it that your team does that helps address this particular concern and issue? Well, I guess I'm going to start with um, another area that I oversee. I am also the CIT coordinators, and what that stands for is the Crisis Intervention Team. Um, so I coordinate the training for the police departments in Broome County for mental health. Um, and it is basically a community partnership and collaboration between law enforcement, mental health systems, communities, consumers, family members, and advocates, as well as 911. CIT officers are specially trained on a voluntary basis um, to work with emotionally distressed individuals in a variety of situations within the community. Um, Everything from suicidal persons, um, persons that are exhibiting irrational behaviors, um, psychiatric patients, homelessness, IDDs, um, veterans, anything you can think of under the sun. Um, So they have the skills and the competency to have the best knowledge they need to um, help these folks out. So basically the goal of CIT is to increase community safety, um, provide mental health services to um, folks that need it, um, and uh, get law enforcement trained in uh, mental health. Um, it's to provide police with tools to properly handle mental health crises and to make the mental health system understandable and accessible. Um, the ultimate purpose is to divert criminal justice and juvenile justice systems when appropriate. Um, so it is a diversion. Um, so you're not process. just taking somebody that they're a problem and 
throwing them into an institution or throwing them into the criminal justice system where things can be much worse for everyone involved when you have somebody in in the lockup absolutely um i mean it it does everything from increased officer knowledge and confidence um to lower arrest rates um it increases referral to treatment um decreases use of force i mean everything um, that we really desire in our community, it, it, this, is, this is helping. Um, and it also helps the knowledge of recognizing mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks that we see um, will have co-occurring disorders. You'll have the substance use with the mental health um, aspect. Um, so it's probably inappropriate for them to be incarcerated when they actually need treatment. Right. Um, but unfortunately, the police see these folks day in, day out, um, and we need to provide treatment. We need to provide linkage to these folks. Um, and it does enhance collaboration and relationships between the police and mental health providers. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what we need. Um, and that kind of lends into the next program that I have, um, which is the MHAS Mobile Crisis Team. So we do provide a co-response with law enforcement. Um, We work with them. Um, We're often dispatched by 911. Sometimes the police call us directly. Um, And what the service is, it is um, a multidisciplinary team of social workers and CIT peer case managers um, that go out and... um, de-escalate and resolve initial mental health crises for folks experiencing some sort of behavioral or emotional distress. Um, And they provide a 14-day follow-up for crisis prevention. It is available to all children and adults in Broome County, and they will go out to the homes or any community setting where the crisis is occurring. We, believe it or not, only have like less than a minute left. I was curious how many of the overall cases, I mean, you probably don't have figures in front of you, but how many of the cases that are involving police interactions with the public are situations that involve some sort of either mental health issue escalating up to a mental health crisis situation? Is it a big percentage um, of, of people that, that have these underlying it is, issues? It is, quite, it is quite large, but I will tell you um, our success rate of stabilizing folks in the field is over 80%. Wow. Um, so what that means is when the mobile crisis team co-responds with the police, we are able to divert that person from either incarceration or a inpatient treatment, um, stabilize them at home, provide them with community linkage, to providers or non-mental health providers. Um, so it's in, an incredibly useful resource um, for Broome County. Wow, we are out um, of time. Keeping people in home and uh, saving taxpayers a lot of money. Let's give that uh, the warm crisis, the warm line and the respite number again, just so people have it in their minds. Um, 607-240-7291 is our house and the warm line number. I also have the mobile crisis number. Okay. It is 607-766-1369, and they are in service from 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. 
Thank you very much for being my guest today. This has been the well, Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Half a 